And now, ladies and gentlemen, the moment that you've been waiting for. It's the last motherfucking episode of Addy, bitch. Thank God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, this book. We are this done. We're, we done. Are We're done. We're done. Yeah. We can move on to the next. Thank, Thank you. God. Next. Thank you. <laughs> next. I'm so fucking grateful for this next book that we're going to get into. Thank you. Guys. Oh, I like how you switched those words up. Thank you. Um, <laughs> You're, welcome. You're very welcome. We're going to. Okay. I think we should rate this book and everything about it after we're done. Um, Explaining exactly going through, why we did not like some of the things that we liked and what we did yes. like about it. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I don't so, want to read it right off the bat nah. and have people be like, I'm not listening to the rest of this episode. Fuck y'all. No, no, no. <laughs> we want y'all here. We want y'all here. All right. Yeah. So let's go ahead and jump into it. We are still in part five of the book. It is chapter five. Yes. We're in Paris, France. It is, of course, the anniversary july 29th 1789 um paris is burning <laughs> yeah they are deep in the in the revolution war has hit france and Addie is moving at night she is you know still dressed up like a man for her safety she she says that she took clothes off of people that were shot dead so even though she has been dressing up as a man she does end up getting cornered by a group of men who you know are like viva la france and like everything like that and she's also repeating that because she doesn't want them to assume that she's on the other side yeah yeah assume she's on the other side or something's happening what ends up happening is they start to become suspicious they're like well you could be a spy or when they said that i was like "Uh (laughs) uh-huh um and then they're like or you could be sabotaging our stuff and Addie is like, no, 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 that's not me. Like, I'm just trying to get by. I just want to get by. She is trying so hard to diffuse the situation so that she can get out. Because we all know that during those times, especially during war, women didn't fare well. No. At all. She, I can't remember if she, she doesn't call Luke. No. He just happens like, to, to no, appear. She's just like, all right, it is what it is. I'm just going to have to fight my I'm way gonna out. I'm going to fight my way out. <laughs> and all of a yes. sudden... All of a sudden, their faces go like like blank, blank, and she's yeah. like, "Oh, I like what's going on? Are we fighting? Or what are we the hell not happened?" Fighting? And Luke right. steps out of the shadows, and he's like, "You always have a way of finding trouble, Adeline." Like he stops <laughs> that whole thing from going down, and I was like, "Lukey, baby!" <laughs> Luke came to the rescue. He came to save the day. Like he was just kind of like, "Oh no, not my girl!" And he essentially takes her out of Paris. Yeah, out of the revolution but the way that they described it though this is the first time that he like yes he you notice her that through, like a void okay so as we go on later on in the book we find out exactly what that void is mm-hmm. but at this exact moment this is the first time that Addie has traveled with luke and so as she's traveling he like he kind of grabs her and then sidesteps and then it's just a black hole. It's just yeah. all black nothing. And Addie thinks she's falling. And then she lands on like cobblestone or some type of floor or something like that. And when she looks up, it is definitely not Paris. Everything's different. Yeah. She asks Luke, like, where are we? And he says, Florence. We're in Florence. Like he, it's crazy because he deliberately went and took her out of this horrible situation 
and put her somewhere safe. And I'm like, that was but the at, first time that you see him care. And I was like, okay, but huh. I do have a question though, because this again is the day. It's their anniversary. It's July 29th. I mean, he always shows up of his own free will, but is it that he showed up in the nick of time because he knew she was in trouble? Is it that he showed up because obviously it's their anniversary and he always shows up? on their anniversary and she just happened to be in trouble at that point it's confusing because it's like you want to think that he showed up because it's their anniversary and he's here to ask for the soul obviously but right of course she was also in trouble so i think that he timed it just perfectly to make it think for her that like oh yeah you're lucky i was here because i saved your ass but also i don't think that he wanted to obviously see any harm come to her yeah As we go on in this chapter, Luke, you know, produces two glasses of wine because he wants to celebrate their anniversary. And Addie is amazed. Apparently, there's like wonder on her face because so this is a whole new place. And she has like just this. Oh, my God, because this is essentially what Addie wanted to do in the beginning. Right. When when she before her curse, she wanted to travel. She wanted to see other places and she wanted to experience other cultures and she wanted to, you know, be a traveler. And Luke either intentionally or because he was saving her from what was happening unintentionally started that journey for her. And he smiles at Addie's amazement and wonder of Florence. We know Luke to be a petty person or a petty god. Yeah. And we know him to be very much like tit for tat with Addie. And he tries to goad her to, you know, get her to fight with him all the time. For him to just smile, like his reaction to Addie's wonder isn't to be petty or it's it's not to be snarky and it's, it's, there's no sarcasm in it or anything like that. Right, like um, he's amused at her being so interested in everything that's right. going on. The thing right. that actually caught me, though, was like, uh, of course, towards the end of the chapter, him being like so nice to her and stuff. And she's like, it reminded me of Bella. Like, she's like, your moods yeah. are giving me whiplash. And she says to him, some nights you love to see me suffer. And then other nights you seem to want to spare me. And Luke clearly says to her, do not mistake oh, any yeah. of it for kindness. For kindness. I simply want to be the one who breaks you. And I was like, I kind of choked on my tea. I was like, oh, shit, that's hot. That is not like the question is like, you know, like, ah, no, no, you're right. You're right. The first time it's hot. Like the question is, how do you want to break me? Like, (laughs) I was just like, ow. that is the question. No, because I read that exactly. I was like, um, oh, no, absolutely. Like, but sir, how do you want to no. break me? In which way? Like, I was like, why are you so, sir? <laughs> why are you the way you are? No. But um, this chapter ends with basically him saying that and her essentially like being like, well, you got to try harder. And when she turned around to like say something else, he he was gone. He was gone. And she's like, come like, oh, bitch. <laughs> right. She's like, fuck. All right, so then from there, we move on to chapter six. And uh, this chapter was, I don't have a lot of notes for this chapter because I felt like it wasn't. I don't either. I do feel like it. Um, oh. I just said that it was Addie's and Addie and Henry's first fight. Addie tries to convince Henry to, you know, dine and dash. 
It's like, you're not no. going to get me in trouble, bitch. I I am not the ghost. And then that really hurt her feelings. Yeah. So um, she's like, when I'm he not called her a ghost either. And he's like, I know, I know. Like, I'm sorry. The wording was off. So they got into a really big fight. And then she was worried about if she ruined their relationship and stuff. And Henry's like, no, it was just like a little tiff. And they, of course, like kissed and made up. She's lived 323 years, but she's never been able to have an actual relationship besides the relationship she has with Luke. And she's always in a fight with Luke. There's never a dull moment in that that relationship. So the question is, she doesn't she doesn't know. I hate to say this, but she doesn't know a healthy relationship from a toxic relationship. Luke, but no, is, that, but that's the truth. Luke is toxic. He is yes. like the fights that we've seen, the physicalness that we've seen at one point. We may love Luke. <laughs> you know, in the story. I don't But in I real keep, life. I keep asking. I'm like, I, I don't know what the fuck that says about like, us. And it's really bad. It's really bad. <laughs> I think it's okay to like these types of characters in books. However, in real life. <laughs> no. In real life. This is all red flags. Luke would have flags. been all, all red flags. It's all right, exactly. And in this chapter, it just it solidifies that Addie doesn't know the difference between a toxic relationship and a healthy relationship. And Henry is providing her with a healthy relationship. Okay, so then in chapter seven, Venice, Italy, July 29th, 1806. So we know it's an anniversary date. We are introduced to another of Addie's lovers. His name is Matteo. I have like semi small um, notes for this chapter because I feel like not I that it was a filler chapter. I just felt like it wasn't filler, but it was just like a side note chapter. The only thing that I have yeah. for this is that this was the first time that Addie found a loophole in her curse. Oh, um, yes, that's right. Well, because maybe not, maybe not the first time, first time, but this was the first loophole that she found that she was able to leave a mark. And from here, she realized, okay, I need to do more of this so that I can be recognized and leave pieces of myself in the world. In this chapter, um, it's also said again, ideas are wilder than memories. Exactly. And this is where she yeah. gets the idea. Yes. Um, so moving on to chapter eight, it's New York City. It's April 25th, 2014. Um, we're back with Addie and Henry. They are at a, this is the concert. It's very short and it's kind of like a filler chapter for chapter eight. It's a charity open mic concert and some of the people that get up there are really bad. But Henry's like, mm -hmm. it's for charity and they were, you have to rate them and stuff like that. Right. And, and he, he was being, he was being super generous and Addie was being super critical. Yeah. And he was like, damn, if you're rating them like that, I don't even want to see how you rate me. <laughs> right. In this one, she, Addie also calls herself a muse and a ghost. Mm-hmm. Which she wasn't happy when Henry called her a ghost, but like deep down, she knows that that's what she is. Yeah. Like she, there is no other way around it. She is living like a ghost. So Addie says she calls herself a ghost in this chapter. And I was like, uh, you kind of have to own that because you kind of are. I think she also, at the end of this chapter, she's also retelling her life to Henry for him to write, I believe. And I'm just like, right. um. I don't know. There's a lot of foreshadowing going on. She's looking up at the skies. It starts to get dark and she's like keeps mm. thinking about Luke. And I'm like, some shit's about to go down, y'all. I can feel it in my bones. So we move on to chapter nine. We're in London, England. It is March 26, 1827. So we are at a National Gallery and Addie is at this gallery to see the art that she helped inspire for Matteo. And, there, you know, there's a piece that's called The Muse and it's obviously Addie in there. But this 
chapter, what I really noted down in this chapter was this was the first time Luke ever showed up to Addy outside of the anniversary cycle. Yeah, he was pissed because not only was it Mateo's art, it was a bunch of other art that it she was, was involved yes. in too. Luke came up and he was just like, oh, you think yourself so clever. And she was like, oh, mm -hmm. what are you doing here? Yep, she thought she wasn't gonna get found out. Luke showed up and he was with his petty ass. He was just like, "Excuse me, miss." Yeah, he was. He Excuse was, me. There was something. He was on his myriad or something because. Yes, <laughs> yes, because he was pissed. He was pissed, heavy pissed. menstruating that day. Manstrating, sorry. Angry. He was heavy menstruating that day. He was pissed. Granted, he wasn't as angry as he was that one time where you know with Estelle and stuff like that. But honestly, I think that I think that was he the was, most because this was. You think so? The shit that I ever read. This one was more of a like, I'm going to threaten you, but you're going to see what I can do so that you don't do what you're doing again type of thing. This man fucking took Beethoven's soul. Bro, Beethoven. bro. Yes, he took her on, like I wrote in my notes, he took her on a joyride. Facts. Because That's exactly Addie what it was. was like, oh, you, you're having a day to day, right? So he was like, oh, you think you're so clever. You think you're this, you're that. In the end, you're nothing. You mean nothing. You're still a ghost. Mm -hmm. And Addie was like, oh, you, you want to play today? Okay, let's play. Addie put on the boxing gloves. And Addie was oh. like, I think in the end, you're lonely, just like I'm lonely. That's why you show up here to play with me yep. and to toy with she me. She poked him. You want company. She poked him. And he pushed her up against the wall and was like, we are nothing unlike. And she was like, no, you and I are the same. And he was like, oh, you think mm. so? And he scooped that bitch up, took her in the void. They showed up at Beethoven's apartment. Beethoven was pleading. <laughs> Luke was like, just give me the soul. And Beethoven was like, no, I won't Be gone, devil. devil. Be gone. Devil, be gone. And Luke, the <laughs> way that they described how Luke opened up and revealed himself as the shadow and stuck his his, um, like, hand into the man's body and took his soul. That was the scariest shit I ever read. Okay, so then I watched too much anime because I read that and I specifically knew what to picture and I was like, mm, okay. Shout oh out to God. Full Metal Alchemist. But like you said, he unfolds. Like, so we already knew that the form that Luke took isn't his actual form. Okay. It's just the form that he took because of Addy. So we know, and it's really weird because he's showing up to other people a different way, which is interesting. But here, for Beethoven, he opens up and Addie's watching him. And what I pictured was him opening up and all this darkness seeping out and just engulfing everything. And like a hand pulling out and taking his soul. See, what I pictured was like, it was darkness, but it was also, I guess, more like a dark, deep gray. And it mm. looked like a shadow, but it had sharp mm -hmm. edges. And it, when I tell you that shit was scary in my mind, that shit was scary. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> run, Beethoven, run. So um, yeah, that, that shit, I was not playing no games. But Addie says at the end of that chapter, she's like, I know who you truly are now. And yeah. you cannot scare me anymore. And I was like, right. oh. You ain't scared? Bitch. You not scared? Bitch. Girl. You, what are you doing? Right. What what vitamins are you taking? What delusional pills are you sleeping on? Right. What? That makes one, bitch. I mean, one of us. Delusional. Right. You're delusional as hell. <laughs> so that's the end. Beethoven loses his soul and Luke basically like shows Addie his true form to scare the fuck out of her. Moving on to chapter 10, it is New York City, May 15, 2014. Addie has taken Book, the cat, from the bookstore and has given him to Henry at his place. Yeah. Like, she felt like Henry needed a pet. 
In this chapter also, Henry's trying to capture Addie in a photo and he's like doing it over and over and over again. And each time the photos are blurry, they don't come out right. It just, it, it doesn't look like a person until finally he's actually able to get a photo. And then the rest of this chapter is really, I said, Henry and Addie just making memories. Moving on to chapter 11, we're back in France. It is Vion. Um, Vion! <laughs> Vion! Nobody hit me up and told me it was wrong yet, so shit. I'm so that's correct. <laughs> Um, it is July 29th, 1854. Addie's, I wrote Addie's back home and she says that she doesn't recognize it, essentially. It's way different than the village that she came from. I think uh, my note says here, like the way that she describes why she keeps going back, it's pretty much FOMO, mm-hmm. like fear of missing out. And like, I think it's also because she misses Estelle. She misses the essence of yeah. Estelle. Yeah, that's Not true. even just Estelle the person, just the essence. She goes to the cemetery, obviously, because that's where Estelle is. And from what I remember in this chapter, Addie embodies Estelle when she scares a little boy by pretending to be a witch. She thinks that this is something that Estelle would have done. And she is just kind of like talking to the little boy. She's like, kind of scares him. And Luke shows up and he's like, what a strange pilgrimage you insist on making. Like, you constantly keep coming back here. Yeah. It's really weird. And she's like, oh, call it nostalgia. And I'm like, girl, leave. Right. You want to be a traveler, you might as well leave. But in this chapter, they say it has been 140 years since she's been cursed. 140 years this woman has been walking and going out to Paris and all over seeing history. And it's just like, Jesus, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and Lucas just like, aren't you tired? Right, don't you want to rest? She's like, no, no, no I want to keep going. No, I think I'll keep I going. Keep going. Like, of course you will. Addie, come of course on. you will, Addie. But at that point when she does say that, when she's like, kind of like, I just want to keep going type of thing, he's like, even rocks. Like, that's what he mutters. He's like, even rocks. Because he had said way earlier on in chapters, water wears down rocks eventually. Or even rocks. Or something like that, even right? Even rocks wear to nothing. Yeah, exa- oh, yeah exactly. That's what he's muttering that's what he means when he says that even rocks he's telling her like look eventually you are going to give me your soul eventually um so we move on to chapter 12 it's new york city again it's june 13 2014 it's henry's birthday this is a concert chapter so they are at i don't think they're at the merchant but they are out and they are celebrating henry's birthday and b and with b and robbie yep and they have to do the whole introduction thing all over again all over again ah Addie is not remembered. And like at this point though, they've kind of come up with a routine a little bit where if they go out with his friends and they sit down, Henry will get up to get drinks because if anybody gets up to go get drinks or get food or whatever it is, they're not going to remember Addie. So Henry, in order to keep some type of normalcy with everybody, he is like, okay, don't worry, I'll get the drinks. Everybody's like, no, 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 birthday boy can't get drinks. Like, no, no, no. But he like waves them off and he's like, no, 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 I got it, I got it. At this point in time, Robbie still doesn't like Addie, no matter how many times he's met her. No. (laughs) He still don't like her. And she's trying to, like, get him to come out of his shell. She's trying to, like, get him to somewhat, maybe not like her, but tolerate her. But the boy from the first chapter, from the very beginning, that Addie was sleeping with. The one that she helped. Yes, Toby. The one that she helped with the song. She hadn't given him any words, but she had given him the melody to a song. 
he's on stage <laughs> and he's found the words and he is for the song the song yeah it is beautiful and he's yes. playing the goddamn song and Addie is and just Addie like, loses it she, she loses it loses it she keeps talking about a uh, palum pest how the mm-hmm. past is writing over the future and the future is writing over the past and she talks about this is how she went insane before how she goes mad and she's like yeah. I can't do it I can't do it and she gets up and she walks away and Henry's like no but still like I, I get it because in that moment she's just like because it's uh, it's hard you know she never gets to yeah. say goodbye to anybody. that's what she says but that's what she says she says you know she never gets to say goodbye she never receives closure yeah from these people because they don't remember her so and that's kind of what happens here granted she gets up because she's upset and she leaves and Henry runs after her and unfortunately he has to reintroduce her to all over everybody. again yeah. to be and Robbie so it's, I was like, oh, but I get it. Like, I get, I get why she was upset. I get how she says, like, she never gets to say goodbye. She never receives closure. And yet she's met all these wonderful artists and all these wonderful people. And she can never, they can never be like, oh, I know Addie. Or she can never be like, oh, I know this person. Because they don't remember her. They don't know who she is. Yeah. And I was like, damn, to be living like that for 300 and something years. Right. But I mean, that's what she wants. She wants to keep going. She wants to keep trucking along. So this is true. So we move on to chapter 13. This one says en route to Berlin, Germany. And it is their anniversary. It's July 29th, 1872. This one is, I wrote Addie. She's seen so much and like she's watching as everything is changing and like obviously when people went from you know horse and carriage to cars as things advance and as the world changes she's like oh humans and technology and how they like just you know upgrade and how they get smarter and do this and do that but she always is constantly like i'm human i'm like no bitch not if you're like you're not not if you're keep referring to humans as human and like you're saying I've watched humans for years. like. So Addie's on a train and she runs into the conduct, not the conductor, the ticket guy. She runs into uh, the ticket guy. Oh yeah, the ticket, I'm going to call him ticket master. I can't remember the, the ticket name, master. name right now. So she runs, yeah, she runs into the ticket master and he asks her for her ticket. This isn't the first time she's run into him. So she tries to do her trick where she's like, oh, okay, well, let me go get it. I forgot it back at my cart or whatever it is. And before the guy would be like, okay, go ahead and get it and I'll wait here. Obviously he forgets and so on and so on. But this time he follows her. So at this point she's like, shit. Cause she obviously don't got a ticket and she obviously doesn't have a car. Right, exactly. So she opens a random one and Luke is in it. And Luke is like, oh, my wife. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, we got this label. So yeah, so Luke, he's just kind of like, oh, she's forgetful. And he provides a ticket for Addie so that she doesn't get in trouble. At this point in time, he gets her into the cart and then they jump into the abyss or whatever it is. And he ends up taking her to the opera house and they sit down and they watch uh, Tristan and Isol. And so from there, she's like, again, amazed and like, oh my God, this is so great. Because watching her, he's just kind of like, hmm, okay. He's not trying to do tit for tat. He's not trying to hurt her in any way. He's actually leaving her to her devices to like actually watch the show. Yeah, and um, enjoy it. Yeah, he, have, he even asks her that. He's like, "Are you are enjoying it. And she says, it is wonderful. 
Then, of course, he has to go, like, he has to, you know, and he's like, can you guess which are mine? Immediately, she's like, fuck, you it. have you come? <laughs> you fucking Yeah, like, have it. you come to claim souls and things? And he's like, no, not tonight, but soon. So what we thought was, well, at least for me, when I read that he took it to opera, I'm like, oh, this man is going to go grab a soul. Just like what he did to Beethoven. Yeah. But in reality, what he did was, he just took Addie out on a date. Yeah. That's like It was their like, first date. It was their first date to the opera house. And it was the first time that he did not ask her, are you going to give me the soul? Are you done with your soul? Right. This is also another point where Addie indicated that his eyes turned a different shade of green mm-hmm. for certain moods. And this time they turned a shade of green that Addie has never seen. And she's like, I can't tell what his mood is currently. Like what mood is it associated with? And I felt like that was very interesting because Luke is a volatile character. He gets mad at the drop of a hat. But for whatever reason, in the last couple chapters, he hasn't been super, like, aggressive with her or super mad with, you know what I mean? And, like, it seems to me like he's growing fond of her and she doesn't know it yet. It's like she just can't tell. And then they, you know, start talking and Addie asks, you know, well, which was the strangest deal you've ever done? And he, this dude says, Joan of Arc. Yeah. Are you kidding me? He said the deal was a soul for a blessed sword so that she could not be struck down. But then Addie's like, but she was. Like, so what deal did you make? And this man says, ah, oh, but not in battle. Somatics may seem small, Adeline, but the power of a deal is in its wording. And yeah. I think this like reinforced it for her where she was like, okay. It depends on your wording. All those little minor, small words that count for something. But that's what he's been telling her. Like, it's nothing new, shorty. He told you that from the jump. Exactly. She just never listened. That's the thing. She's never sat down to really listen. Sick of her. Another thing I wrote was, uh, Addie tells Luke in this chapter, she's like, I'm a muse and you're a thief. And I was just like, Addie. (laughs) I was like, Addie. Addie, you are also a thief. Shut up. Right. Right. You may be amused, but girl, the you way your lifestyle is, how Henry's been telling you, right. you be stealing. So let's not throw stones in a glass house, shall we? Exactly. <laughs> so moving right along, we get into chapter 14. It's New York City. It's the 4th of July, 2014. They are in Robbie's building. Uh, Robbie, of course, is throwing a party. They're on the roof, I believe. And in this chapter, Henry has been acting weird. And Addie is trying to figure out what's going on. The only other thing that I got from this chapter as well was that she hasn't seen Luke in 30 years since what happened in New Orleans. I think it's in this chapter where she says the last thing that she remembers was from New Orleans was black black, black silk sheets. sheets and him saying and Luke surrender, say and surrender. say no more. What? <laughs> like saying no more. Like, wait, 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 wait. So like we go back, we go back, or just like what happened? No, no, no. We go back to break me how. Break me how? That's what I want to know. Addie. I was like, okay, okay. So if you were just like him, like staring at me and being mad and his eyes changing color and saying surrender, I would have been like, oh yeah, okay. It's definitely. That makes sense. But you say black satin sheets and 
teeth grazing your skin and saying surrender? I'm and like, Luke whispering minute. surrender? That's a, a whole another thing. <laughs> That's a it is a whole nother whole scenario. Whole different conversation, girl. What the fuck A whole nother scenario. That, I'm I was like, like mm. we need to, let me flip these pages. We need to get to. We need to hurry up. We need to get to New Orleans. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, So moving right along into chapter 15, we are in the Coltswolds, England, December 31st, 1899. So it is New Year's Eve. Addie says that she has spent New Year's Eve both ways. She spent it out celebrating. But she's also spent it like on her own or she spent it quietly. And that's what she wanted to do with this New Year's Eve. She found this like, it wasn't a completely rundown cottage. It was still um, useful. So she found this cottage. She was able to make a little bit of a home for a season. And she just wants to spend her New Year's Eve running around in the snow, kind of like a child, right? Like just chilling. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course we find out it's been 200 years since this curse. It's been 200 years. And Luke is here. Luke shows up and he's like, um. And he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, you still behave like a child. Jesus. This is after she falls into the snowbank. So all he can see is the top of her eyes. So she's right. looking up at him like, <laughs> fuck you. What the hell are you doing here? I wrote down in my notes, Alexa, play faux Millie. Ho, why is you here? <laughs> so, oh, Alexa, no, don't actually play it. <laughs> this was also one of the first times. Alexa, stop. <laughs> so this is also the first chapter that Luke calls Addie my Adeline. Oh, He's never called Adeline? her that before. Yeah. He's never called her that before. And like, I find that real interesting because he went from, hey, give me the soul to, <laughs> right, to my Adeline. He tells her like, he's like, why are you spending New Year's Eve like this? Come on out. I'll take you somewhere nice. I'll take right. you out. It'll be a lot of like champagne and a lot of whatever. And Addie is like, no, no, I want to stay here. I don't, right. I don't want to leave. He's like, I don't She's trust like, I don't you know. to bring me back. Right, exactly. I don't, exactly. I don't trust you to bring you, bring me back. I'm happy here. I don't know where you're going to take me. That's the thing. He kind of like concedes to that. And he's like, okay, if you're going to stay in, I too am going to stay here. So he produces a bottle of wine and two glasses and they sit by the fire and they just drink and ring in the new year together. I'm so conflicted. I was like, at this point in the book, I was so conflicted because it's like he wants but another, to- Oh, wait. But like another form of gesture that he did was when she, because she fell asleep. So when she woke up, there was a blanket. she was covered. There was a blanket. So he yeah. obviously put that blanket on her. I just sat there. I was like, Luke, oh my I God. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm, but I'm so conflicted because you know how it's like, it's actions and words. And it's yes. like, your actions are saying this. Yes. But I cannot forget that you said, do not mistake this for kindness. I simply want to be the one no. that breaks you. So it's like, I don't, you're doing this, but I still remember what you said. I <laughs> you're still doing this, you but said. this is happening. Toxic. <laughs> So moving on to part six, Uh, part six is called Do Not Pretend That This Is Love. And we are on to chapter one. Uh, She is back in Vion, France. It is July 29th, 1914. This is another reason, like every time Addie goes back, the village that she grew up in is no longer there. It is always ever changing. And that's what she's finding. It's just, it's never the same. Right. And I wrote Addie misses Estelle more 
then she misses her parents. Because I feel like every time she goes back, it's not for her parents. No. It's for Estelle. And so this is where the tree was cut down. And Addie was so upset about it. Like she cried. She got down on her knees. And Luke shows up. He goes to her and he kind of tries to give her comfort. And she's like, did you do this? Did you, you know, knock down the tree? And he's like, I'm cruel, but I'm not that cruel. It was nature. Lightning shot the tree and obviously it needed to be cut. When that happens, she decides, she takes that decision and she's like, I'm never coming back. There's nothing here for me now. With that, Luke sidesteps his way back to Paris. He calls her my Adeline and she figures if I am your Adeline, then you are my Luke. And that was the first time she called him my Luke. Um, He also admits that he's lonely in this chapter. He does. Luke admits that he's lonely. He also, in this chapter also, he, this is where he tells Addie like, if you ever need to call on me, here's a way to reach me. Yeah. And he gives her the ring. He will this show was the up. chapter. He will show up right. and this she was is whenever she calls. Exactly. And this was the chapter. This was the chapter where he gave her that ring. Um, he also tells her war is coming and offers to take Addie away. At first, Addie kind of like declines it. She's just kind of like, no, I'm good. It's fine. But she knows that if it's troubling Luke, then it's worth leaving. And she takes that and she gets on the next boat and she leaves Paris. She's yeah, out. like a week later, she's like, okay, the, yeah, she's out. out. And she goes to New York. Yeah, 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 she ends up in New York. Now, granted, it's not as pleasant as, you know, just being able to travel through the void. She has to hide in like the belly of a ship. Yeah, like exactly. a week. And I'm like, bitch, you could have literally just whoop, put the ring on. Let me sidestep you through. No. <laughs> you Let me be a stubborn, petulant child. Yo. Ah. So then chapter two, it's New York City. It's July 29th, 2014. Addie's awake with the ring in, in her, her hand. hand, bro. Usually, she didn't go to sleep like that. She did not go to sleep like that. Like, usually it's in her pocket. No. Usually yes. it's like, you know, in a purse. She did not Luke go to sleep like that. made sure when she woke up that morning, it was in her hand. Why? Because like, it's their anniversary. It's, it's July 29th. Anniversary. Henry, of course, wants to celebrate Addie. Because to Henry, he's like, oh, this is the day that you were cursed. Let's celebrate it. I missed your birthday, which was back in March. So mm -hmm. let's celebrate this day. You're turning 300. And Addie is like scared shitless. She's like, I don't want to celebrate. I don't even want to be outside. She's we like, I don't want you together. anywhere near Luke. Yeah, yeah, like she's just kind of like, I no. And so Henry ends up convincing her. Like he's like, hey, how about we do something during the day? And then at night, we I'll can just leave. separate. Right. So they go to the beach, and Addie tells Henry of her voyages, like the first time she got on a boat. So they have a really wonderful day at the beach, right? Then they get on the train, and Henry whispers to Addie, I love you. And Addie says, I love you too. But then she says, she wants it to be true. Yeah. So to me, I'm like, so you don't know if you love Henry. You don't know if what you're feeling is actual love. Yeah. And I was like, mm, And she even says, like, she wonders if love is, like, that easy. Like, the difference between, like, heat and warmth or, or what have you. The like difference that. between a toxic because, relationship like and said, a healthy relationship. Well, yeah, she said she doesn't, because she doesn't know. She doesn't right. know. So I, I guess I have to cut her a little bit of a break. But still, like, when we get to the end of the book, like I said, that's where I'm just like, no, Addie. Same. No. So this this chapter was one of my favorite chapters. <laughs> it's in Chicago. <laughs> it's in Chicago. We got here. 
got to one of the we got to one of the stories. It's chapter three. It's Chicago. It's July 29th, 1928. It's their anniversary. During this time, it was the prohibition. So Addie is in a speakeasy. When we saw her in the last chapter with Luke, he had given her the ring. It's been 14 years. She hasn't used the ring. Addie thinks it's a game. She thoroughly thinks, bruh. She's like, if I use it, I break first. I have to wait till he breaks and he comes to see me. So what ends up happening is she tries to do everything and anything she can so that she doesn't get that urge or that itch to use the ring. It's very much like when you don't want to text that guy or you don't want to text the ex or whatever it is, right? The difference like it's is very it's similar. It's been 14 years. It's been 14 right. years. Y'all are not 13 years old. Y'all are not 17. <laughs> they might years as well old. be. You're not 21. You might as well be though because the both of them are petty as hell and I'm over it. This is true. Addie again, she hasn't used it. She's trying everything she can not to use it. Like she's taking drinks, she's going above her limit. You know, she's got the buzz already and she's just kind of whatever. So, I think this is when she asks for a drink and instead of the drink that she asked for, what she gets is a champagne glass and a single can Yeah, candied rose petal floats among the bubbles. The bartender who gives it to her kind of like nods and like, you know, says that it was given to her by that guy over there. And when she looks over, it's a guy in a mask and he's like in the shadows in like this velvet type of like seating, you know, like VIP seating. And Addie immediately knows this is Luke. To Addie, she's like, Luke has broke first. He's come to see me, not me call him. To me, I'm like, is that true though? Because it's their anniversary date and he's always around during their anniversary. Yeah, because she was just about to call him. She was going to slip the ring on, but she was like, if I'm yeah. going to call him, I need at least one more drink. So then turns out Luke owns the speakeasy. Of course, later on in years, he finds other places similar to this where, um, you know, he owns it type of thing. Quote unquote, in. he owns it. To draw, mm -hmm. yeah. Draw her and other souls, I assume, in. Anybody who's looking to make a deal. But in this chapter, what was really interesting was Addie and Luke were flirting. Yeah, That's what I took. Yeah, I was like, okay, Luke, yeah. all right. Until she um, had to go and ruin it because <sighs> he was literally trying to tell her, like, you belong with me. Like, he literally opened up to her. He opened up to her. I like, know! not opened up trying to take the soul open up, but, like, opened up to her. No! Like, you know, you haven't been human for a long time. You yeah. and me know each other. Like, we're very well acquainted now. Like, you and I belong together. And she's so offended that the fact that he called her not human, which, bitch, you're not. You're not human. She's like, I but am he, human. I, mean, I am normal. No, he makes like a point. You. He makes a point by saying that she's not human. It's been years. It's been decades. Right. Humans you don't haven't live lived as long as that you long. have lived. You're right. not human. You may, for her, like, you may sympathize as a human because you might remember what it's like to be human. But you're but not But you human. are not human. And that's what Luke was trying to tell her. He's just trying to be like, look, you're not human. You belong to me. You belong with, with me. And he corrected right. himself. He even corrected himself. He's like, you belong to me. And then he's like, wait, sorry. Can't say that. You belong with me. Fit. You belong with me. With me. And this bitch is here like, I am human. How dare you? Bitch, if I cut your throat right now, you wouldn't die. You but are then, not you know human. What, you know what, what really kills him is when she says, I would rather be a ghost. Yes. I would rather be a ghost than be with you. I was like, Addie, what the fuck? I was like, what the fuck? He's like, opening up. you're not the person up. that cursed yourself. Like, you're right. not the person. Like, Addie is just, I just, just. At this exact moment, we all know how Luke is. 
Obviously, he gets super angry that she would prefer to be with humans than with him. Yeah. So he basically is like, he throws her back. He's like, suit yourself. Go, go ahead, back go to be, be with, with them. them. Yeah, go be with them. And she just is like, huh? Like, did you just, did you think that what you said wasn't going to hurt somebody? Did you think what you said didn't have consequences? And like, I... she just looks at him and, you know, she tries to go back to having a good night. She can't, obviously. So she leaves. When she goes back to the speakeasy the next day, it's been boarded up and Luke is gone. And at this point, she says she will not see him again until war. So that's the end of chapter... That's the end of chapter Chapter three. three, That's the end of the Chicago era. So now we're back. It's chapter four. We're in New York City. It's, again, July 29th, but it's 2014. Addie is having a panic attack. This woman is having, like, anxiety (laughs) through the roof. Yes. Um, The train is getting them back, like, jostling them and stuff. And Addie's like, oh, shit, oh, shit, that's Luke. That's Luke. Like, she is... She's having a whole anxiety situation. Even with all her panic and like all her anxiety, they do make it back to Brooklyn in one piece. Luke does not show up, right? And it's still light out. So they end up back at the apartment of Henry and they lay down. And obviously because, I mean, anybody who's been at the beach, if you've taken too much sun at the beach or whatever, you just want to sleep. You just want to sleep it off. That's essentially what they do. And they fall asleep. When they wake up again, it's dark. And Addie starts to really rethink why she's been anxious and her panics and things like that. And then she sits there and she reasons. It's been 30 years and I haven't seen Luke. And she's like, you know what? He's not coming. I'm tired. I'm tired of waiting for him. He ain't showing up. So what ends up happening is her and Henry get up. And they realize, you know, we didn't get to eat. Let's let's go grab something to eat. So they head out. While they're out, you know, she's at this point she's celebrating the anniversary, right? So like they get drinks, and she the server is like, oh, what's the special occasion? And Addie's like, anniversary. And the waitress is like, oh, congrats! Like how many years? And Addie's like, three <laughs> hundred. Henry like chokes on his drink and Addie is like laughing, and so is the waitress because she thinks it's a joke. She thinks it's like an inside joke. So then a song comes on and Addie tells Henry, like, you know, dance with me. And, like, they're having a really good time. And they really don't think anything's going to (laughs) happen. They go to the bar and Henry orders two beers. Well, one beer shows up. And then the other is not a beer. It's champagne, a candied rose petal floating in the center. Immediately, we know Luke is around. Where the fuck is Luke? Because that is, like, his signature and what she hears is for my adeline and henry is like oh we didn't order this yeah and henry is immediately like yo i'm not yo. paying for this right he's like we didn't order this <laughs> she's like no and the bartender no. the bartender is like well compliments to the gentleman over there oh wait he's gone i don't there was a guy there there was a guy right over there she looks at henry and she's like you gotta go you, you gotta play. go right now <laughs> And he is so confused. He's like, wait, what? Why? She's pulling him towards the door. And then she hears Addie. And when she finally looks back, this man is looking fine. (laughs) He's looking fine. Fine and dressed to the noins, my my dude. He was like, like, I'm going to show you. He was like, I'm going to show you what you've been missing for the past 30 fucking years. Bro. And he says, my love, you're looking well. I was like, oh. Oh, I know that was a fucking shot in Henry's heart. Like, bop, bop. Oh, shit. (laughs) My love? Who the fuck? What you mean? (laughs) On the day that he told Addie he loved her. 
Right. Right. Damn, I forgot all about that. You see that? I forgot all about that. On the day that he told Addie he loved her, bro. Oh, my God. She probably don't even remember he said I love you. Yes. He's like, I guess I should be flattered by the resemblance. I was like, damn, that's two for two. They shoot in. Wait, but then he's like, it's our anniversary. Surely you haven't forgotten. I was like, that's three for three. Okay, damn. Shots fired. He's like... Henry, at this point, you should just, you know, bow out. Just, just bow out. It's like, I'm going to excuse myself. Right. No, so then what ends of the up? confidence in the world can save none, me from yo. this conversation. Not at all. This is where stuff starts to get interesting. After all of that little pettiness that Luke is, he does notice, I mean, obviously he noticed Henry because he says something about the resemblance. Yeah. But he actually tells Henry, TikTok. Oh. Tell me, are you still counting your life in days or have you begun to measure it in hours? Or does that only make it harder? When he says that, I was like, oh, what the fuck? So, of course, Addie doesn't understand. We don't understand. We're like, what's going on? I just want to say, I was fucking right. I, I was fucking right. Right. This man, there is an actual time limit on his curse. Luke confirms that. And Addie is like, what the, f- like, what do you mean? And Henry is like, he can't say anything because he's the one that made the deal. And Luke is like, humans live such short lives, don't they? Some far shorter than others. When he says that, I was like, oh, shit. So Addie starts to try to piece stuff together. like, And she's like, how, lo- like, how long did you ask for? Because at this point, she's realizing it's the time. Henry fucked up his curse royally and yes oh oh god so in chapter five we're in new york city it's september 4th and it's 2013 so we're back on that day that henry made the deal with luke this chapter is really short but essentially it's not the way that it went down the first time that he made us believe he actually no he went up to the roof he did. And he was going to jump off. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just like, oh, my God. The first story that he told us was the first story he told Addie. And since we're reading it from Addie's point of view, that's what we were led to believe. In reality, that's not what happened. He actually did make it up to the roof. He was planning to commit suicide and yeah. jump. And Luke stopped him, essentially. And Henry only asked for a year. I, well, Go ahead. I, from what it said, I think Luke only offered him a year. And he was like, I'll take it. He didn't even try to He didn't to even try to negotiate or nothing. And it's because Henry says, it just hurt too much. Yeah. His heart hurt too much. And he figured a year was it. A year was all he, he should have. And I just sat there, I was like, oh. I was like, yo. I was just like, so, that sucks so bad. So but, and he was even saying, he's like, honestly, I would have done it for less in that moment. Oh my God, when he My said God. that, when he said that, I was like, dude. Henry. What? So moving on to chapter six, we're in New York City. It is July 29, 2014. This is the chapter where we find out that Morgan was right because Luke knew that Addie was going to find Henry. I also said that you were right too because I wrote down, ding dong, Ashley's right again. Addie wants Luke to undo Henry's curse. We knew that was going to happen, of course. So in this chapter, Addie becomes determined to save uh, Henry. Addie is like, I'm going to go talk to Luke and I'm going to try to like reverse this. To which she does find Luke. I mean, she she yells at him through the streets. 
show yourself he's like all these years and you still have a temper okay and like they basically end up talking addy is like you undo this curse and luke is like um who are you to give me orders right first of all and so we've been talked in 30 years 30 years do i know you right but he also says like you know there was a time when you would grovel and stuff and like he talks about when she made her deal she looks at him and she's just kind of like you want me to beg fine not a problem i will do that for henry i will beg and he like just looks at her he's like henry made his deal end of story she's trying to play it off like he didn't know and luke's like no 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 they always know they just don't want to accept the cost of it he says like the soul is the easiest thing to trade it's the time that isn't that no one considers addy is begging she's like luke please he ends up telling her he's like why should i and then he's like why would i and those are really good questions because like why would i save this guy for what addy like doesn't know how to answer and so luke is like you know what let's have a proper anniversary how about you spend tomorrow with me and he's like give me that and i'll consider freeing mr strauss and then he's like if you can persuade me and addy is immediately like i accept right so at that point, she's done with Luke. She goes to find Henry. Henry's no longer at the merchant. He uh, went back to the apartment. He's apologizing. He's like trying to tell her, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And she's just like, I can fix this. I will fix this. But she's just, she she doesn't tell him that. She's tell, asking him like, how long do you have left? And he only has 35 days left. And that's it. Mm. So yeah. we move on to chapter... Seven. And now we're in occupied France. It is November 23rd, 1944. Last time we saw Addie, she left France. Somehow, she came back. And I don't know if anybody's been keeping track of the dates and the years, but I believe this is World War II. Yeah, it is. It's World War II. So this is around the time of the Holocaust. And what Addie ends up doing, and I don't think this was wise on her part, she ends up going back to France. And she actually ends up becoming a spy. Unfortunately, she gets caught by Germans. Yeah. And they beat the shit out of her. Yeah, it was and they bad the way she it was bad. It. She was like hopping yeah. up blood and shit. Yeah, but she was saying so they, that she went back because she was like she knows that she can help. Like she wants to help. I get she it. Can be a ghost essentially. I and get it. Like, but if she gets locked up. It's easy to forget a face in jail. It's true. Yeah, no, it's true because like nobody's putting names to these faces. They no. just see you as another body. Exactly. So You're easily forgotten in here, and I was like, oh, exactly. Girl, this is not the place. So when she got beat senseless, they took all of her possessions. And with those possessions, they took her wooden ring, which is the ring that she uses to summon Luke. However, we already know that Luke never wants her without that ring. So even though somebody did take it, the ring reappears in Addie's like pocket or something like that. She sits there and she really thinks about it. And she's like, you know what? Um, I'm not I'm not for jail. So I'm 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 going to go ahead. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and call Luke. She puts the ring on and it takes a minute for Luke to show up, but he shows up and he's like, Addie, what are you doing? Why are we here? All right. She's behind the bars and he's in front. He's like, what a state you're in. Like, oh my God. All the pity in the world. All the pity in the world for oh, Addie. Yeah, the pity. <laughs> Quotation yeah. marks. Yeah. And then she tells him immortality breeds a high tolerance for risk. And he tells her there are things worse than death. And I think when he tells her that, like, 
me personally, I'd have been like, you are so right. Can you get me out of here? I don't I don't want to be here. Exactly. But no, she's fucking stubborn. And he's like, okay, so how exactly do you plan on getting out of here since you're getting not out. asking how- for my help? Right. He kind of makes her beg. He kind of was like, okay, well, if you don't know how you're getting out, bye. Yeah, bye. I'm going to leave. And, right. Yeah. That was my favorite. Right. I'm, gonna, I'm out. And so when he says that, she she says, wait. And that was like her begging. And he smiles at that. And like the world just swallows her. Like the shadows just swallow her. Well, wait. Before, well, before he does that, she goes to chase after him because she doesn't want him to leave. And she pushes against the gate and it's already open. So he had already yeah. unlocked it for her. This man, yo, this man. It, yeah, so the world swallowed her up and... Where does she end up? I don't know. Um, he takes her back to Boston. Oh, okay. So he yeah. was like, um, I don't need you on this side of the world. I need you back over there. Where I know <laughs> he takes you're her back safe to Boston. and don't fucking leave right, again. Exactly. And that is the end of chapter seven. So we're moving on to chapter eight. Yeah. It's New York City. It's July 30th now. It's 2014. It's the day after the anniversary. Oh, yes. Um, and Henry, Henry is like, yo, don't do this. I can't go. I can't have you going back with your ex. I really can't. Can you not? And Addie is just very determined. She's like, no, no, no. I'm gonna save your soul. I'm gonna yes, do this. We're gonna, like, we're gonna do fine. this. Don't worry about yeah. it. I'll be right back. <laughs> my note is Henry has to stand there with the. I gotta watch this dude walk off with my girl. Face. My girl face, right? Because here's the thing. Luke ain't have to knock. This man. No, knocked. he didn't. He ain't have to knock. It makes it and so the much moment, worse, though, that he's I know, standing there going do. through all the motions, like, hi. Knowing, but knowing. <laughs> so, like, Luke knocks, and Addie opens the door. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't, like, comment on her appearance or anything like that. They walk out, and he's going to, he was going to sidestep her somewhere. Into the void, yeah. She was like, no, nah, we got rules tonight. So he was like, don't you trust me? And she's like, I, n- I never have. Uh, there's no use starting now. Damn. And he's like, he laughs and then he hails a car. Um, we're in the petty games now. We're in the petty games, correct. We're on to chapter nine. Um, it is Los Angeles, California. This was also another good chapter. I like um, this one, yeah. Yeah. It is April 7th, 1952. Addie is with another one of her lovers. His name is Max. He's a sculptor, but also comes from a pretty wealthy background. So they're chilling and she tells him it's her birthday. She's been with this dude for how long? Two months. I forget. I she tells so she's yeah. been with this guy for two months. She makes him fall in love every day for the past two months. Um she tells him it's her birthday. So they're having a good time and they order a bottle of champagne and Addie is like this is great. Like, I found somebody who is easy to love, who loves me easily, obviously, falling in love with me every day. And he's wealthy. So, like, they get into all types of places and stuff. And <laughs> Luke just show up. Oh, my God. And Addy is like, you ruined it. He says, hello, my dear. And Max's frown deepens. And he's like, do you yes. two know each other? And she says no at the and same time says, that Luke yes. says yes. And then she says, he's an old friend. And at that point, Luke cuts her off and he's like, but we haven't seen each other in a while. So if you'd be so kind. And Max is like, that's quite impertinent. And at that point, Luke is like, you know what? I'm fed up. Go. (laughs) I need you to get the fuck up out. Um, I'm tired of playing these games. Leave. Right. Get out. (laughs) To which 
To which, at that exact point, Addie, because Max gets up and leaves, Addie is like, damn it! Why must you be such an ass? She's like, I'm sitting here, minding my business, having fun. Right. What do you want? He's like, your birthday is in March. Oh, that's what you wanted to tell me? That's what you came all the way over here to tell me? Thank you. I know. <laughs> but she makes a point of saying, like, when you get to be my age, you celebrate as often as you as you like. Right. And I was like, bet, yeah, because you guys are old as fuck. He's like, he has to ask, like, how long have you been with him? It's been two months. It's not bad. Like, he falls in love with me every day. Um, And then... Because Luke is petty, he's like, and he forgets you every night. Right. And she's like, well, he keeps me company. And this was my part because he was like, oh, well, I mean. So would I. So would I if you asked me to. And I was like, if oh. you wanted. When he said that, I was like, that, that is it. That is it. That's it. I was like, that's the gate opening. That is it. Ask him to. Ask him to. Do it. <laughs> so then, but she kind of does, though, because she's like, well, you stripped me of my date. The least you could do is try and, you know, fill in for him. He's, Luke, like, brightens like, up. His eyes, you know, kind of, like, light up or whatever. And he just kind of was like, all right, bet. Like, the night is young. Let me take you out. They have a great time. And, like, Addie and him dance. And, yeah, she's like, you have to dance with me. Max would have danced yes. with me. Oh, my God. This whole, like, scene on the dance floor where he's like, I want you. She's like, but you want me as something to be consumed. And he's like, is that so bad? Mm. I was like, sir, eat me. <laughs> eat me. Oh, my <laughs> When he said that, I would be like, bet. <laughs> bet. <laughs> Why A and oh R, now rated R. Not for your kids, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm done with you. Cut the mic, bro. Wait. So, because, like, this chapter, they end up... So, after they dance and everything, they end up going back to a hotel. Girl. And yes. And it just gets better. Better. So, they end up going back to a hotel. And this is when he says, I want you. I've always wanted you. And then he's like, is it such a bad thing to be savored, to be relished? His mouth is like hovering over hers, so they just they just kiss. Oh wait, yeah, they they kiss in the <clears throat> club, right? And then he like he pretty much like does the void thing, and then they kiss into the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So they start kissing in the club, and then they shift to the hotel. And like Addie describes, like he tastes like air at night, and like summer storms, and things like that. Like basically the outdoors, like what she remembers from her time in the village and i believe it oh it does escalate yeah girl. the kissing escalates to more and by yeah. more you they know do the sex they do the deed it's just weird i guess because we were so used to these characters not weird in the sense because i knew this is where it was going but we're just so used to these characters being tit for tat and fighting each other that like when this happened i was like oh my god i know i was, I was just like, like oh, oh my, my god. god it was all of that like pent up like energy legit it's described in one sentence. It is a battle waged on the bedsheets. Yeah. I was like. I was like, and there you go. Okay. And there you have it. Okay. In the morning, the whole room shows signs of, of like their war and stuff. But he says, Luke says, it's been so long since he hasn't wanted to leave. And Addie tells him like, well, don't. And he's like, I am a thing of darkness. So since the sun is up, he has to go where there's darkness. Right. And then Addie gets up out of bed and she just closes the 
fucking curtains and it's dark again you and she's like now it's dark again <laughs> and i was like oh my god that's so cute that's so cute I so know. that's chapter nine yeah. we move on to chapter 10 it says everywhere nowhere 1952 to 1968. 1968. Correct. Well, they had a thing going. 18 years. I counted that shit. I'm sorry. Henry? Henry who? 18? That's history. Yeah, that's, that's a, a lot. lot of history and a lot that's of a marriage. Lot. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. That's, mar- that's a whole lot of marriage. That's a marriage. So in this chapter, it solidified that like they've been together for 18 years, that it only like it started only as sex, and then it just kind of morphed into more. It just fell into place almost. I don't think it's what they were expecting. No. But Addie says it, it is only sex and then it is not. Luke tells her, dine with me as winter gives way to spring. Dance with me, he says, as a new year begins. Be with me, he says, at last, as one decade slips into the next. And I was like, that is so, where's my Luke? That was, that was cute. <laughs> my luke damn it that was adorable you don't want a luke but she also says that she keeps reminding herself to not get like too attached because he's not human and i'm like you're not not. human you're not human either so i don't know why you keep making this big deal about it you're not human so what the fuck right you died and you came (laughs) back to life or did you not forget that you were buried in a cart of dead bodies doing the great plague in paris bitch do we oh, not need God. to relive that? Do we not need right. to relive that? They thought you were dead. They scooped you <laughs> up and they put you in a fucking barrel of dead bodies. A barrel. And you woke up and you scared those people half to death. <laughs> so moving on to chapter 11, it's New York City. It's July 30th, this 2014. This, is, this chapter essentially was Luke and Addie's date. And he kind of tries to start it off by like softening her by saying like, oh, you know, do you remember the opera? And she's like, I remember everything, Luke. Like, I remember it all. <laughs> oh, my God. And she's so ungrateful. Right. He like talks about like the way she looked at the players on the stage and things like that. And I think he's he was just trying to like soften her up for the date. He ends up taking her to this French restaurant. The, you know, he wants to celebrate their anniversary. She just wants to talk about Henry. He's like, tell me, Adeline, have you missed me? And she says, I missed you. But she says it with the intention of if I soften him, he will most likely get rid of Henry's deal. Um, yeah. She also says that like she's not lying when she says that she does miss yeah. him. But she's also like right now is not the time nor the place. I'm trying to like save Henry. It's like I did yes. like miss you kind of. But also you're a dick. And I hate you. So can we speak this this long? This one line really killed me because I was like, damn, what the fuck happened? Because he grabs her hand as she's looking. She looks down at their tangled hands. Tell me, Luke, was any of it real? And he's like, was it real to you, Adeline? Since my love counts for nothing. When he said that, I was like, wait, what the hell happened? Damn, yeah. I was like, what the hell happened? Yeah. To which, to which Addie says, you are not capable of love. That is what pisses him off. Because then he's like, because I'm not human. Because I do not wither and die. And she like, basically tells him, you don't understand how to care for someone. She's like, if you loved me, you would have let me go. And he's like, 
what nonsense he's like it is because i love you that i won't love is hungry love is selfish Addie's looking at it like what you're describing as love is possession luke is like are they so different the whole little ending of it was just her trying to like get him to free henry to the point where luke is like pissed he's just like Bro, yes, and his, he's such a moody god. He's so moody. He gets up yes. when they bring out dessert. He's like, you've ruined my appetite and turns the pastry to Dips, ash. and he dips. He's so upset. And she rolls and her he eyes. Like, She's like, great, I was going to eat that pastry, but now it is literally <laughs> yes. on my plate. Thank you, Luke. Not going to lie. <laughs> I would have been mad, too. I've been like, you done ruined my dessert? Fuck you. Like, right. <laughs> but Luke gets up and... The end of the chapter, like the chapter ends with Addie running after Luke, and that's like it. So, moving right on, we get to chapter 12. Yeah. It's the New Orleans chapter. Finally get it's to New, New Orleans. Orleans chapter. Finally get to New Orleans. Now, I so, admit, I'm, I'm mad that we didn't get more of New Orleans, but I'm oh my God, we yes. got to New Orleans, so let's go right. ahead and talk about right. that. It's New Orleans, uh, Louisiana, July 29th, 1970. I love you. Uh, I love you. That's what I Luke know. tells her in New Orleans. I I could have just closed the book at this exact time. I would have been so I happy. Been happier with that ending than the ending that I got. The, oh my God, yes. So essentially, they're in New Orleans and Luke has now professed his love. She says, do not pretend that this is love. That response. Luke, oh my God. Luke, obviously, like he's annoyed because I'm sure it took... It took a lot for him to say, I love you. I'm it's sure. Been together since 1952. 1952. Right. I'm sure it's that it took a lot because knowing Luke and knowing that character, he's not humble. He's arrogant. Yes. He's, you know. And so for him to say, I love you, which is such a vulnerable thing to say, and Addie to just be like, do not pretend that this is love. Like, bitch, y'all been together for how long? For how long? That's not love? How okay. dare you? Okay. So then, you know, Luke is like, well, what is love then? Like, tell me, tell me, your heart doesn't flutter when you hear my voice, that it doesn't ache when you hear your name on my lips. Like, he's writing poetry to her. She is just kind of like, no. So he gives her a gift. And at first she doesn't take it, but then she does. And she opens it. It is a key that is connected to a yellow house on Bourbon Street in New Orleans. And Luke gave her a home he says it is yours and Addie knows she's like if it belonged to anybody else she would have known and if it belonged to Luke it would have just opened on its own there wouldn't have been a need for a key so the fact that there is a key that said so much like he was able to provide her with a house Addie with her new house wants to stay in Luke is like no let's celebrate like I I just got my girl a house like (laughs) we should celebrate so they go out and they celebrate. They walk by the storefront and Addie sees a leather jacket. And Luke is like, it is summer. And she's like, but it won't always be. And when he puts his hands over her shoulders, the leather jacket is now on her. So he gave her that leather jacket. At the end, he tells her, I have work to do. Go on home. But Addie decides, okay, you know what? I'm going to follow him. I'm going to see where he goes. So all he does is he like walks further down the, the street. He ends up in front of this old lady who is closing shop. Well, he tells the lady, a deal's a deal. And it is done. And the lady is like, a deal's a deal. 
I think what what is best to note about this is Luke doesn't look like Luke when he goes to this lady. The lady, you know, just gives up. Not gives up, but I think she just knows, you know what, my time is now. My time is up. Right. And he doesn't do her like Beethoven. And right. then whatever. Because he doesn't have he, to fight her. No, he just kind of folds the darkness around her and then takes her soul. Very, I don't want to say gently, but there's no fight. And Addie is like, wow. She goes home and he does come back to her and, you know, he wraps his arms around her and Addie is remembering as he's doing that Addie's remembering the way he held the woman in the doorway um and the way he folded around her and swallowed her whole and I think for Addie she's like that's gonna happen to me she can't fully be happy because she knows who he is or what he right is. yeah right exactly chapter 13 yeah, we we're getting are, through it. God damn. Yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> Moving right along to chapter 13. It's New York City. July 30th, 2014 is still their date. So she follows Luke out. She asks him, like, how long has he been in New York? And he says, I come and go. Yeah, which is a fancy way of saying, I've been here as long as you've been here, bitch. I've been watching you every right, single Right, I've been watching day. you. Don't exactly. I am the knight. Right. I know what's going on. Like, I told you all of this. Exactly. So... We end up in basically like a club that belongs to Luke. Luke and her sit and have, you know, these glasses of drinks and things. And again, Addie is back at it. Let him go, Luke. And Luke is like, Adeline, can we just, can we please just have an anniversary where it's just us? Like, why? He asks her, what do you see in him? This latest human lover. I see myself. Not who I am now, but who I was. He can see right through her. Um, he's like, Henry wanted to die. You know, you want to live. You guys are nothing alike. So what he tells her is, all right, fine. You want to save Henry? Not a problem. Pick a soul you would exchange for Henry's soul. Bro. And like, she actually does. She like points. To at like a random person. A random guy. Then Luke says, my Adeline, you have changed more than you think. And of course, he like sidesteps her out of the club into the woods so now we are back in new orleans it is chapter 14 it is may 1st 1984 this chapter oh, oh i'm God. so hurt this <laughs> chapter i was i was really hurt i hurt for luke the very first sentence is this is how it ends yeah there's like candles burning in the home and Addie is in luke's arms and you know they obviously had a night and they're just kind of relaxing Luke's, you know, he says, my Adeline. And she's like, I am not yours. And then she says, do you love me? And he says, you know I do. I mean, this man told you he did. Right. And this is where she says, then let me go. And he is saying, I am not holding you here. Like, you know, physically. He's like, I'm not holding you. Um, And she's like, set me free. So what she's saying is, if you love me, you would let me go from the deal. And Luke immediately is like, I can't break these deals. But perhaps I could bend it. To me? To me. When he said that, I was like, oh, he got a bad. He got a bad. He got a bad. So he says that and she's like, she thinks that she's won. And then he says, all you have to do is surrender. The moment he used the word surrender, it triggered Addie so hard. When he says surrender and she starts to act a little funny, he's like, what is it? Like, he doesn't know what happened. And she says the word surrender. And he immediately, he's like, it's just a word. It is the nature of things. 
In order to change the deal, you need to surrender. You need to trust me. And Addie is not having it. I don't like Addie at all. You know mm -hmm. I don't like Addie at all. But I did feel for her in this one chapter. Really? Like, I did. He kept telling her, do not mistake any of this for kindness. I for simply kindness. want to be the one that breaks you. So it's like, Correct. what is she supposed to think? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, I, I get, get it. it. So she calls it a game. To which Luke initially looks wounded and confused. And then he kind of is like, well, you know what? Fuck you. If this is what you think it is, then this is what it is. This big fight that they've had, something happens where either Addie accidentally knocks over the candle mm -hmm. or Luke, maybe in his rage, was like, well, fuck this house. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just yeah. up in flames. But whatever it was, set the house on fire. And the only thing Addie obviously could save was her leather jacket. So with that, we move on to chapter 15, New York City, July 30th, 2014. Last time we saw Addie and Luke, she thinks he sidestepped her, like, into another country because Luke is known to do that. Because he sidestepped her into the woods. And immediately she's like, you promised. Like, you promised that you were not going to sidestep me into a whole nother country. <laughs> and then we find out, no. No, he didn't. It's just Central Park. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just Central Park in New York. Um, so then from there. Okay, so Luke is still. I, like, he still wants Addie. Just for Addie. So he still wants a date. And right. Addie is, is very much like, look, the only reason I said yes was because. I was praying and hoping that you would change the deal for Henry. He's like, I will give you what you want if you will do one thing for me. Dance with me. The dancing stops, the music fades, and she tells him, all you had to do was set me free. And Luke is like, I couldn't because you are mine. And Addie is like, you know, I was never yours. Luke is stubborn. He's like, nah, bitch. <laughs> He's like, I know you love me. I know this is a lie. Um, and he's like, you know, you loved me and I loved you. And then she throws in there like, you know, like it's been 30 years and you didn't come find me until I found somebody. This is when Luke like drops the bomb. He's just kind of like, oh, you think you found somebody? You think you found him? No. He's like, oh, girl, please. No, no, no. This whole line is, um, you must have thought yourself so clever, which she did. If we remember, she was laughing. You should have known better. It. He knows so everything. Then, he sees everything. What ends up happening is like after that, he says, you know, star-crossed lovers brought together by chance. What are the odds that you would meet, that you would both be bound to me? Which, uh, hello, even us. We were like, that is too much. A coincidence. Of, uh, right. That both of them are cursed by Luke. Like, mm. and that your curses so then, somehow like overlap each other so that he can remember yeah. you and that you're not or take like photos. Yeah. Or that you're not mesmerized right. by him. Like, come on. It just didn't make any sense. So then when he says that, you know, um, both have sold your souls for something only the other can provide. So he ends up dropping the truth and he's like, I put Henry in your path. Addie is like, why would you do that? Why would you be so cruel? Luke basically says he's like, because that's what you wanted. You were so set upon love and you couldn't see past it. And not just any type of love, human love. You were set right. on human, human love, love, human connection, because Correct. you want so desperately and so badly to be human yes. and you think that human. you're human when you're not. So go ahead. And he did it because he wanted to prove to her that it's not all it was cracked up to be. 
that it wasn't all worth it, that it wasn't all that it, she thought it was to be. And she ultimately tells him, no, but it, it was worth it. It is worth it. He says, you know, like, will it be when he's gone? And Luke is like, look, a deal's a deal. Not changing it. It's binding. He's stuck, right? She says, you know, you can't have everything. And Luke is like, no, nah, this isn't a want. This is a need. And he's like, I need you as you need me. And like, I love you as you love me. And Addie, then she's like, I don't love you. Like, I don't love you at all. Um, at this point, Luke is like pissed. Go spend time with your human. Because ultimately, when he's gone, I'm still going to be here. And you're still going to be here. So he leaves her. She starts making her way back to Brooklyn. She's in Central Park, so she ma starts making her way back to Henry. She crosses by a newsstand, and she sees the date. She left July 30th, and the date is August 6th. That's what so, really got me. I was like, <gasps> Yes. And so she's made her way back to Henry, and, you know, she's just apologizing profu like profusely. Like, she's just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And... Henry isn't even angry. He's He just wants her to be there for him. So he's just like, you know, promise me you'll stay type of thing. And she does. And they that's the end of that chapter. Damn, man. I wonder if if Addie had not been such an ass at the end of that chapter, it would have went, went differently. He probably would have returned her like that same mm -hmm. day or maybe even the, the day after. But because yep. she was like, no, I don't love you. I've never loved you. You're pathetic and all that shit. He was like, he was genuinely hurt. He like was he like, was in this. his like, he was in his Scorpio feelings, bro. Right. So we move on to chapter 16. We're in New York City. It's August 2014. Um, this is Henry's point of view. I felt like this chapter was another filler kind of. I don't have a lot of... It yeah, um, it was. It's very notes. short. It's just Henry and Addie have come to terms with Henry's his his death pretty much. Um they're yeah. spending the last little bit of time that they can. Henry yep. says his goodbyes to Robbie and B and he keeps telling himself that he's not afraid. The whole situation is is a little sad, honestly. It So we move on to chapter was it 17? Yes. It's New York City, September 4th, 2014. Again, ordinary day. Um, no, it's not an ordinary day. It's Henry's it's last day on earth. <laughs> it's Henry's last day on earth. It says it is such an ordinary day. That is the first line. This was another one that I was just, you know, maybe, maybe it was just me. Maybe it was just me because I was just like done with the book. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, Ash was like, get it over with. Is he dying or I'm not? Like, All right. If he dies, he dies. Like, I was just like, oh, I'm damn. Ashley did not care. Not at all. I was just like, okay. No. But, yeah. Do <laughs> you want to take this one? Yeah. So it's Henry's last day on earth and he is trying not to let the panic sink in. She's just trying to calm him down and soothe him, telling him stories about, you know, the rest of her very, very long life, which oh I don't know why that makes him calm. <laughs> She's like, oh, I'll yeah, I've lived for so long. 
Well, it's not even like I'd be bored out of my mind. It's like she's telling him stories about how she's lived forever, and he literally has hours to live. And I'm like, that that makes you crazy. If you look at it that way, if you look at it that way, I'd be like, yeah, "Eh." I'm looking at it that way. And I'm just like, that would honestly make me like livid. (laughs) But yeah, that calms him down. It like gives him something to listen to. They end up going to, I think, the merchant or somewhere else to go get something to eat. Hen. Henry makes a joke about it being his last meal and Addie's like, that's not funny. (laughs) And I was like, yes, it is. At the end of the day, he's like, I don't know how this works. So he basically goes back up to the roof of his apartment with Addie, which is where he made the deal in the first place. So they go up back to the roof. It's raining, of course, because how ironic he's like blotting out everything that Addie's saying everything that's happening because he's getting really panicky now and Addie is like hey I didn't tell you how the story ends oh that was chapter 18 oh that was chapter 18 when they're on the roof that was chapter 18 yeah so basically Addie they're on the roof and Addie is just like I'm with you until the end yeah and then that's when well in chapter 18 they talk they're on the roof and then she tells him like well, I haven't told you how it ends. Like, I haven't told you how my life ends. Sorry. So, um, yeah, that was pretty much chapter 17 and chapter 18 together. 18. That yeah, could have kind of honestly been one, been one chapter. chapter. This bitch is going to sacrifice herself. I told you. <laughs> I told you. We move on to chapter 19. It's New York City. Now we're going backwards in time. Yes. Like, just three nights. So it's September 1st, 2014. This is what happened with Addie. She went to find Luke. Um, Luke is all sadness. He, there's no green in his eyes. He's just like, Aww, this poor bitch. Luke. <laughs> um, at this point, Luke is like, shouldn't you be with your love and stuff? And Addie is like, you know, he's sleeping and I can't sleep. Luke, even though he's hurting, he's trying to comfort her. She's happy that it was only for a year that she got to have Henry um, and granted, she didn't get to have him for a whole year. She had him for less than that. Right. And he asked her, this is my thing. This is what really pissed me off. He was mm. like, was it worth it? Yeah. And she says, no. Right. Bitch. And she was like, she's, she's thinking to herself, like, it was, where's the, where's the goddamn page number? Can you go to the page it, number? Because she's yeah. like, it was she messy. Says, it was hard. It was wonderful and strange and frightening and fragile. So fragile I hurt, and it was worth every single moment. But she doesn't tell Luke that. She just says no and leaves the word hanging there for him to, like, fill in whatever he wants to fill in. Did you love him or did you not love him, Addie? No, no, no. I'm confused. I I think what it is, at least this is what I'm perceiving it to be, she's telling Luke no because that's what Luke wants to hear. Ah, okay. She, in her head, she's like, because she knows in order to get what she wants, she has to coddle him. Okay, because the way I was interpreting it was that she was like, it was all of these things that I thought was going to be great, Mm -hmm. but in the end, no, it wasn't Mm -hmm. worth it. And I was like, what the fuck? Y'all just, y'all both put Henry in the crosshairs of your petty battle for what? Yeah, that makes more sense now, so I can't be so, so hard on Addie. So... Like, Luke thinks he's one, but then she goes into it and she's like, you know, but Henry doesn't deserve to die. If you think I'll change the terms of his deal, like, Luke is is talking to her and she's like, I'm talking about you changing mine. The bending of her curse is instead of Luke getting her soul, he's getting her. So what she says is like, you were right. 
I'm not one of them, not anymore. She's like, then really listen to this because this comes up later on. She says, do this and I will be yours as long as you want me by your side. Luke is like, I accept. They sealed this new deal the same way that they sealed her first one. With the goddamn bloody kiss. And I was like, ah. Yeah, exactly. So that's what happened three days before Henry is supposed to pass away. Right. So now we move on. It's chapter 20, September 4th, 2014. Henry Mm -hmm. has just heard the ending to Addie's life. So Henry is like, no, like, <laughs> what? Oh no, you, like, you can't do this? Yes. And of course, of course, it's raining like a goddamn Nicholas Sparks novel. Oh, and he is groveling like, no, please don't leave me. And I'm like, damn, can this book just get any sadder? Like, I, I haven't cried because I'm not going to cry because this book has just put me through everything right now. Put you through everything, right? This like put me through everything through the ringer. And I'm just like, I just can't with any of these characters or this story anymore (laughs) it's true so like in this chapter you know henry's begging her addie's like promise me that you'll live your life to the fullest and henry and and that you'll remember me right correct so then part seven is called i remember you so now we're gearing towards the end of the book chapter one um september 5th 2014 new york city the first line is this is how it ends and this was kind of a little bit sad this first chapter because this is Henry waking up and there's no Addie. He wakes up and he's in bed and he realizes Addie's not in bed with him. So, of course, he gets up looking for her. He doesn't find her throughout the entire apartment. He remembers everything. He still has the books. He still has his memories of Addie. So, this that was basically chapter one. We move on to chapter two. Brooklyn, New York, March 13, 2015. Henry has turned the journals of Addie into a manuscript. And he has B read it. And B is like, this is bullshit. How does this end? Like, don't leave me hanging. You know, did did she really leave with Luke? Like, what's going on? And, and he's like, oh, Henry, I don't know. And she's like, what do yeah, you mean like, you I don't know? So. Right, he's like, I assume so. The thing is, he, did, he had all of these stories from Addie, but he just didn't know how to end this book for Addie. Um, and so he's just kind of like, you know, he hopes that she's happy. He just doesn't know where she's at or if he'll ever see her again. So then we move on to chapter three. We're in London, England. It's February 3rd, 2016. Addie, she's lingering in the bookstore. And people are saying, I got to get a copy of Addie LaRue. And it turns out that Henry was able to get the manuscript published. And he named it The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. The first page on the book, which is the dedication page, I think usually, it says, Mm -hmm. I remember you. I wrote my one note for that little bit was Henry did good. By Henry Adam. did he amazing. Did gr- he did yeah. great. He did great. He did great. Um, you know, her life has now become a book. People can read about her adventures and read about her ups and her downs. And she was able to accomplish her ultimate goal, which was to goal. tell her story. Correct. And then Luke appears right behind her. And he just tells her like, he says, they can have the story so long as I have you. And she says, I'm going to read it. She says, perhaps it will take 20 years. Perhaps it will take 100. But he is not capable of love and she will prove it. She will ruin him, ruin his idea of them. She will break his heart and he will come to hate her once again. The deal that she made, the wording was, she said, you can have me as long as you want me by your side. The very end of the book is Luke walking away and Addie following him into the dark. That's the end. When I tell you I read that ending and I was just like, 
So I was correct when we read that chapter about them, uh, what was it, sitting at the dinner table, the saloon Mm -hmm. in Paris. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so this book is basically about y'all being the two pettiest motherfuckers The petty ass people, yeah. The two pettiest people I have ever fucking met. You was right. Wow. That is Addie LaRue, ladies and gents. Uh, And I am glad to be done with it. Um... I y'all are gonna hate me for this one. I am y'all know I'm critical. Go My ahead. rating. I think we should do our ratings out of five stars because that's what I see a lot of okay. uh, book people or we are book people. That's why I see a lot of people do their <laughs> ratings. Ten is for like movies. So when we did Shadow and Bone out of ten, I was like, oh no, we fucked up. <laughs> oh, but I mean that was a that was also a show. So like ah, uh, you're right. You're okay. right. You're right. That's okay. Uh, um, and Addie's gonna be right, a movie, so, and I'll be real interested. Oh, that's right. So one that. of our followers from one of our followers from Instagram like had messaged us and was like, "Hey, I don't know if you guys know, but uh, the book is gonna be a movie." All I look. This is all I have to say. And if they do take my idea for the movie, look. Okay, <laughs> this is how I see this movie going down. They are going to make it so that Addie is in every historical event that can possibly happen within the last 323 years. Oh, absolutely. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. And they're going to do that so that you're stuck with her story and you're like, oh my God, this is so exciting. Like, this girl has been in this and this and this and throughout history, she's been in all of this and nobody remembers her. And they're going to put that in there. She better not show up at no goddamn uh, Black Panther rallies, no goddamn motherfucking... Civil rights marches because her ass was not there. I didn't hear none of that in the book. Her ass was not there. Okay, so besides the movie, let's go ahead and put in our ratings. So rating this book out of five books, out of five stars. Out of of five books. Out of five stars. (laughs) stars. um, What do you rate it? Out of five. I'm going to give it a 3.5. I think I agree and with you. Yeah, you do I think too. I agree with you. Yeah, because... And, go ahead, your logic for giving it a 3.5. Yeah, and yeah, and here's why. For for me, I already knew getting into this book that uh, slow burn romances weren't typically my thing, but I was willing yeah. to give it a try because I wanted to do something new. Yeah. Um, I'll start with the things that I liked first about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was very, very beautifully written. No one can ever deny that. It was beautifully no. written. Um, you could picture everything very clearly and very vividly as it was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do really like that. I didn't really like how slow the intro was. I do understand that we had to kind of get the picture of how much Addie suffered to understand yeah why she didn't like Luke to understand why she didn't trust right. Luke. But right. I do feel like it could have been shortened just a little bit so that we could get to the, the good parts of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I also thought there were too many filler chapters that could have also been shortened. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah. I also thought that in the beginning, it was weird too, because we were just talking about this. I loved Addie's character in the beginning. Because it mm-hmm. felt like I was kind of watching her develop. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it flipped the switch and was like, I can't stand her stand anymore. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like all of a sudden, she just, like, it felt like she didn't develop anymore. Yep. And she yep. was just, like, stagnant and stubborn and just 
petty as hell. And I was just like, oh no, I can't, I can't do this. After we kind of like did our predictions and everything, I felt like we got to a point in the book where after she met Henry and we found out Henry was cursed, like that was the peak of the book. Like that was a little ball of energy. And after that, everything kind of just fell off. Yeah, I just felt like it, it had like a couple, maybe a couple of like good high peak parts. And then after that, it wasn't really, it wasn't really doing a lot. So for me, I, like I said, I agree with Morgan. I agree that I, I would give it a 3.5. Um, and it's almost the, ex- almost the exact same stuff that like you were saying, how like I understand I'm not a slow burn uh, book reader either. I would prefer stuff to be fast paced. Like Morgan, I wanted to give the book a chance. I had heard a lot of good reviews about it and I was like, okay, well, let's just do it. And so reading it, it was really, really hard for me to want to sit and read the book for like a good portion of it because it was so slow to get to where it needed to get to. And like, I completely understand all of the flashbacks of like going through all of Addie's depression and like all of the stuff that like made Addie who she was. Ultimately, I personally felt like the good stuff what didn't happen until the very end. The big blowout, uh, blowout, the big blow up fight that happened between Addie and um, Luke. The moment we heard about the New Orleans fight, that was the chapter I wanted to read the most. And I kept trying to read the, the rest of the chapters to get to that chapter. Because yeah. that was the chapter I was like, I got to understand what happened. I got to f- figure out, you know, why this this fight happened. And then we get to that chapter and like, it was a great chapter, but I wanted more. Yeah. I wanted more. I honestly wanted more from the relationship of Addie and Luke than Addie and Henry. Same. And like, we got glimpses of the relationship between Addie and Luke. But like we didn't get good like a good solid foundation of their relationship. Like I think one of the chapters where we find out they've been together for at least 18 years, like it was called Everywhere Nowhere. And that was the span. It it had 18 years of um yeah, like 18 years difference or something and like that's how we knew that they had been together for about 18 years. And I was like, "Okay, there has to be more stories in those 18 years yeah. that I wanted to read about." Right. I felt like um, like same. It was like there were so many other chapters that could have been condensed or just not in there at all yes, for you to give yes. us more of Addie and of Luke, Luke or even Correct. give us more of Addie and Henry if you wanted to do yeah. that. Or, yeah, exactly. And, like, there was a lot of filler chapters in yeah. this this book. And, like, every time I got to a chapter and I knew it was going to be a filler chapter, I was like, okay. And, like, that chapter just didn't get enough dedication because I knew it was a filler chapter. And I just was like, okay, I want to get through this as quickly as possible because this is ridiculous. The book is beautifully written. It's like poetry. Um, oh, and I was absolutely. super excited about that. Yeah, I was super excited about that. Um, because it's definitely not it's definitely not written as anything else that I've read before. And I don't think it's going to... I don't think I'm ever going to read anything as beautifully written after this. But besides that, it was just a very slow, slow book. And I just can't do with slow. Same. Yeah. But for anybody that is like a slow burn person this is the book for you it might be perfect the book for you perfect for you it's just you know not perfect for us in that aspect we are done with Addie LaRue and we are officially moving on to from blood and ash wow Ashley you had the book sitting right next to you you couldn't even wait Okay, okay Ashley's going to go ahead and read the back of the book for you guys. Might as well. It's already a long ass episode if you've made it this far. Thanks. <laughs> 
I'm I'm super excited about this book. Um, this was my pandemic book that like got me through the, the pandemic. So the back reads, A maiden chosen from birth to usher in a new era, Poppy's life has never been her own. The life of the maiden is solitary, never to be touched, never to be looked upon, never to be spoken, never to experience pleasure, waiting for the day of her ascension. She would rather be with the guards fighting back the evil that took her family than preparing to be found worthy of the gods. But the choice has never been hers. A duty. The entire kingdom's future rests on Poppy's shoulders, something she's not even quite sure she wants for herself because a maiden has a heart and a soul and longing. And when Hawk, a golden-eyed guard, honor-bound to ensure her ascension, enters her life, destiny and duty become tangled with desire and need. He incites her anger, makes her question everything she believes in, and tempts her with the forbidden. A kingdom. Forsaken by the gods and feared by mortals, a fallen kingdom is rising once more, determined to take back what they believe is theirs through violence and vengeance. And as the shadow of those cursed draws closer, the line between what is forbidden and what is right becomes blurred. Poppy is not only on the verge of losing her heart and being found unworthy by the gods, but also her life, when every blood-soaked thread that holds her world together begins to unravel. What do you think? I think it's going to be one hell of a read and I'm excited. I can't wait. I can't wait to dissect this book with you. Oh, man. It's going to be so fun. And reread it. It's going to be weird because like we said, like you don't have, you already read it, so you can't do predictions. So (laughs) all of the predictions are going to be on me and you know my predictions are wild as hell. (laughs) I think it'll be great though. You're going to laugh at everything I say. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait to reread this with you. Oh, yeah. So if you if you haven't gotten the book already, it's from Blood and Ash. And Mm -hmm. I think I pronounced her name wrong last time. It's Jennifer L. Armentrout. And we are going to be reading the first eight chapters for Mm -hmm. the next episode. First eight chapters. So get ready because we are on to the next novel. And as always... Thank you guys so much for listening and for reading along with us. And we are so sorry Addie LaRue took so goddamn long. Yes, yes. We We are so sorry. We promise it'll never be that long again. (laughs) (laughs) We promise. Um, But we love you guys. And, you know, stay YA at heart. Bye. Bye.